Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. Got a, a great interview for you guys coming up, but I uh, just wanted to uh, thank Gil Otu from Trinity College again for that interview last week. It was great. Got a lot of great feedback, as always, from you all on that. And wanted to pose a question. What do you all think about the transfer portal? You're going to hear that uh, conversation brought up uh, on tonight's interview, but uh, interested in your thoughts. So reach out to us on Instagram uh, or Facebook. You can find us, just search All Met Sports Talk. Let me know your thoughts there. We're on Twitter. Uh, handle is at All Met Talk. You can always email us, allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. Big thanks to my guy, Preston Suggs. Got some new music. I've been talking about it now for a while, but he came through, and I think you all really like it. That's coming up at the end of this intro here. And uh, enjoy the interview. It's with uh, Coach Mike Moeller. He is the Catonsville uh, girls Catonsville High School girls varsity head coach been at the helm for more than 25 years multiple final fours a state championship and he's been coaching actually for more than 40 years so uh, coming up on 50 so it's a great interview he's a legend uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore and uh, Baltimore High School uh, coaching in Maryland State High School coaching top five all-time in wins in the state and the winningest coach in Baltimore County you're gonna hear that conversation as well so enjoy the interview he's a great guy great coach and uh Really exciting. Don't want to spoil everything, but one of his his players uh, reached the pinnacle this week. So enjoy it. And uh, by the way, we missed last week. Wanted to uh, bring this up too. We missed last week. Um, the day that we were recording, um, the guest I had entered the transfer portal. So I don't want to give too much away because hope to talk to him or her. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, and uh, we just decided to wait until they have. Um, figured out where they will be transferring to <laughs> and then we'll we'll uh, talk more about that uh that that process and and everything else so enjoy this one looking forward to your feedback on this this is a great interview with coach Moore. so how you doing today coach uh, very well, Sherman. I, uh, uh, beautiful day, beautiful weather. Can't be too bad. No, it can't. It, you know, here in the, you know, um, Mideast, it, we went straight for my heat was on two days ago and my air conditioner is on today. Yeah. yeah so we had yeah, one day of spring. Right. That's it. Right. If you don't like the weather in Baltimore, wait five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So coach Mike Moeller, icon, winningest coach in Maryland girls high school basketball history i wish all that were true um but uh no actually I, i'm the fifth oh you're fifth um uh, I, no i'm the fifth um i'm the winningest in baltimore county okay, uh, okay but there are uh five in front of me and um uh i don't think i can catch um four of them because they're still coaching, God love them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there was a girl, a uh, woman, female, uh, Lynn. She was at North Hartford, was there for years. Um, I think she got 600. But Jerome Shelton at St. Francis passed her. Uh, then there is um, Teresa Waters at River Hill, who's still coaching, doing a great job. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lee Rogers is still at Arundel, um, doing a great job. And there might be, maybe I'm fourth, I, I, I don't know, uh, fourth or fifth, but thank you. It, it sounds good, but 
uh, the numbers are the numbers. Yeah, we're the winningest coach in Baltimore County history, and and uh, that still one, that one we can agree to. Yeah, okay, but top five all time in the state of Maryland, still pretty impressive. Wow, thank you. Wow, what an honor. Uh, it means I'm just I'm old, <laughs> <laughs> or wise, or both. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about growth. So you you you're at Catonsville. This is your just finished your twenty seventh year. No, actually it'd be um, uh, ninety four ninety five. So um, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I'm not good with those numbers. Yeah. It's got to be around twenty nine or thirty. Thirty that's, maybe next year. That's yeah, incredible. It, it especially be at one. I mean, it's you know I always talk about um, our coach. Um, you know, at Chapelgate, uh, Coach Fryers, I mean, he's been there. I think he just finished his 22nd or 23rd year. Yeah. So it's amazing when you get a coach to stay that long at one place. But you grew up in Catonsville as well, right? 100%. 100% right. born and bred. Can't so, get out. So talk about that upbringing. What sports did you play when you were a young lad? Uh, well, my brother Don and I were uh, – we grew up in a partner complex uh, down on uh, Garden Ridge Road. And uh, I guess we were the uh, terrors of the neighborhood, always playing something. And uh, we, we have a, a fond story that, and, and the adults at that time were, were just great neighbor sports people and uncles who lived uh, right around the corner from us. And there was a little gap between apartment buildings and, and that was our ball field, whether it was football, baseball, soccer, didn't matter. That was the field. And, uh, and we still got a couple of the adults one day and we're playing home run derby or whatever. And that, you know, boom, here we go. There's another window broken. And, and we look around my brother and I, God knows we're probably like eight, nine, 10 years old. And all my uh, grown up adults in, 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 in the area take off running. And my brother and I are left there to hold the bag. Uh, and I felt so bad for my mother. It's like, believe it or not, we got evicted. Uh, again, like I said, I guess we were the terrors of the neighborhood, but it was a it was a great childhood. Uh, uh, it was a very supportive mother, and you know, yeah, we just played everything. And yeah. uh, my God, there was a great guy named Earl Zepp Zepp Insurance, a uh, icon name in Catonsville, mm-hmm. who sponsored every local team. And I think I was on a Zepp Insurance team from five to seventeen, and still see the family. Today, unfortunately, Mr. Zip passed uh, uh, probably 12, 15 years ago, but uh, his daughter, Jenny Brewer, is still around. And uh, Jeff Zepp and, and one of his, his grandkids is a personal friend of my son. So it's a close-knit community, and uh, it was a great place, certainly a great place to grow up. Yeah, absolutely. Well I, well, I grew up there as well, and I can definitely attest to that. Actually, my, my parents just moved to Florida sold our childhood home that, that we had built back in 87 or something like that. So pr- very bittersweet, you know, saying goodbye to that home and uh, just love everything about growing up in Keatonsville. It was a lot of fun. 100%. So, it's, it's, uh, it's Mayberry. You know? yeah. that's, that's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And everybody so, knows everybody. And, and I love it like that too. Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of your cousins uh, grew up next door to uh, Johnny Muller. Yep. Yeah, so he, yep. he's my next door neighbor for the last thirty years. Now, uh, Johnny, who's my age, or Johnny the dentist? So, so Johnny the dentist was a few years younger than me, but Johnny, okay. his dad, 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'll give you a little known tidbit fact for you. Uh, John Sr., who's my age, is it's an incredible story. He got into running very late in life. He has run a marathon in every single state in the country. Amazing. Think about that. He's yeah. run a marathon. That's crazy. In every state and the District of Columbia in the country. Wow. It's phenomenal. What an, what an achievement. Yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I could not imagine. Well, I couldn't imagine running one anyway, but <laughs> trying to do that in like uh, Colorado or somewhere. You know, Every really single good. state. I, I, it, it's just truly a, an incredible feat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people don't see every state <laughs> run a right, marathon. Right. Believe me, that's a lot harder than coaching. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so you, uh, where'd you go to high school? Uh, we went to, both of us, my brother and I, we went to St. Mark's. Okay. Uh, then uh, Mount St. Joe. And then uh, he went to Western Maryland. I went to the University of Maryland. Okay. All right. So big Terps yeah. fan then. So you get yeah. out of, uh, out of college. When do you, when did you start coaching? What was your first job? Well, um, it was really interesting. I wasn't very good at basketball, but I loved the game mm-hmm. and my high school career. I never missed a game home or away and actually became the manager of the team. And then I was the, uh, the, the, the kind of the announcer in the stands I used to do all the lineups. Uh, so, you know, and, and Gene Niebelein, the longtime coach there, uh, he and I became, you know, very friendly and friend and, and, and became good friends. And actually he, he was my un, unofficial named assistant a few years ago. And it was great to have him uh, such a wealth of knowledge. And then when my, uh, senior year of college, uh, a personal friend of mine named Doug Derringer, one of the great all-time coaches ever, and it was in the CYO days, and uh, he said, hey, why don't you come on, and I started with the fifth grade boys, and uh, took that team from fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and it was kind of his assistant, he had, he always had the uh, seventh and eighth grade boys, and then uh, he went to uh, uh, Loyola High School with Jerry Savage, and I stayed. Uh, then uh, he went to Good Council High School mm-hmm. in the uh, Washington Conference, and I went as his assistant there. And then I came back and did St. Mark's for five years, and then I did Lansdowne. I had a uh, uh, freshman, Quentin Burton, played for Rick Patino at Providence, and and ended up in the pros. He got a cup of coffee in the pros. Wow. Uh, we, we actually beat uh, the DeMatha freshman team. So our JV team played their freshman team. And they had Gerard Mustang. Oh, and yeah. And we actually beat them. And it, it was funny at the end of the game. I said, all we should have done is let these two guys play one-on-one inside <laughs> the game because that's what it was. So I went for Lansdowne. And, and I mean, I did uh, Hammond High School. I had Quinn at Hammond. And I did uh, – uh, Lansdowne High School. Then I did a stint with uh, Johns Hopkins and had the uh, uh, men's, uh, what they call JV or freshman team with Nap Doherty and helped out in the varsity with Nap. Um, and then went to Cadesville Community College and was the head coach there for seven years. 
And I was ready to pack it in, give it up and watch my own kids grow and play. And uh, um, a, a parent said, hey, the coach is not coming back to Seton Keogh. How about doing that? And I said, well, you know, I coached my daughter, but, you know, that was the extent of it. I'd always coached men and went and had a great year at Seton Keogh. We yeah, great- you were the, you were, uh, uh, the uh, all-met 1994 coach yeah. of the year. With Ray Mullis, one of the, uh, I always, I, I still have that copy of the Sun paper and Ray wrote, I uh, had him autograph it for me. God love him. And, uh, and, and I did it for a year. And then that spring, and, and it was funny, is that spring, you know, I said, man, we're just a player away from being really good. Because I had a bunch of freshmen and sophomores who could play. And uh, that spring, my daughter said, Dad, she comes, I'll never forget it. She comes sitting at the end of my bed one Saturday morning. She says, Dad, our varsity coach is not coming back to Catonsville. She goes, will you come up and coach us? Wow. And, you know, I, that took about a quarter of a second to answer, yeah. you know, to be able to coach your daughter. Uh, and I laugh about it. I say it was a, a great father move. Uh, but we got that one kid in the seat in Keogh and they became number one. So, uh, uh, you, you know, it was great. And uh, 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 Stromberg, uh, Jimmy Stromberg followed me. Keogh did a great job. And we had some great battles, the two of us. And we actually made it to number three at one point. But And I've been there ever since. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got there and just never left. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Hey, as long as they'll have you, stick around. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, they haven't fired me yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're cemented there now. So, <laughs> um, so that the first, cause you made it to the state final four pretty quickly, right? With Catonsville. Did you um, all- my, with my daughter's senior year, uh-huh. we uh, played a uh, Linganore team. And, and it's, you know, it's just look, and, and you understand it and hopefully your followers understand it, it's hard to win the championship. It's hard. Everything yeah. has to go right, especially the state championship. So It's we hard to, to win a game, Coach. You know, more, more so than – well, not more so, but ju- it's equally as hard just to win a game. I mean, It's it, hard. Yeah, winning it, is really, really hard. And you got to be lucky, and you got to get breaks. And I felt that we were – we were better matched with the teams in the other bracket Mm -hmm. in the final four, you know, but I got this Linganore team with this kid, uh, uh, Consuela, who ended up going to Iowa. She was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, like I say, things, my wife says, how do you remember all this stuff? You Mm -hmm. can't remember what you had for lunch. And I said, certain things stick with you. And it was a good game. And, my daughter got her third foul. I usually have a rule. You get two in the first half. You're sitting because I want you to have three fouls in a second. Yep. And I said, I, I, I can't take the chance. I got to have her in there. She was my point goal. And, uh, you know, I'm telling her, I said, look, just stay out of foul trouble. We got two minutes and 12 seconds. Stay out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it was like, we're down four and there's a minute and whatever, 48 on the clock that she gets her fourth. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now I got to take her. Yeah. So uh, our, our sub went in, did a great job. 
but we went from like four down to 12 mm. in a whisker. And you know how that happens. And, you know, I couldn't buy enough timeouts. And, uh, you know, at that point, unfortunately, the game is pretty much over, yeah. you know, because that kid was really good. So, but it was a great experience. Uh, so we didn't make the finals, but we made the final four. And then I got back there uh, two years um, with uh, the Becky Clip, Sandy Wasserback crew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, and so, yeah, we, we've been there, I think, five times. Wow. If my memory serves me correct. We've been in the final four or five times. And, and believe me, it wasn't, it wasn't easy because, like I said, things have to go your way. And our bracket, our initial bracket was um, initially it was always Dunbar. Mm-hmm. And Dunbar at that point had a really good coach, Wardell Selby, good guy. Uh, we really got along. And he had a bit of a juggernaut. And we always, unfortunately, had to play him down there, you know, just because they had a the better record. And it was tough getting out of Dunbar, Dunbar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just hard. And and so, and then our nemesis became Western. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're making the regional finals. We've probably been in 15 regional finals. <laughs> it's just who you play at that time. And, yeah. and they were our nemesis. And finally, we were able to turn a corner a couple of years and get by Western. And, uh, and and get some final four appearances, and yeah. then ring the bell with uh, with Jasmine. And yeah, that team. So let's talk about that. So you win the state title because then you had because at what point you all made the transition during your time there from three A to four A? Yes, actually started in two A. Two A, two A, three A, four A. Yep. So now, yeah. So now you're with. You know, for those that because I have a lot of out of state listeners that Maryland is broken. Public schools are broken down into four classes, all based on size, equally 25 percent. So the smallest 25 percent of the schools are one A, the largest 25 based on student population, largest population, 25 uh, percent of the school population is four A. So that's where Catonsville sits. And then you all can. I'm sure you all can do the math for two A, for two A and three A. So, so you're you're playing in the you know the biggest bracket now, um, and that was the case in 2017. And we're the smallest school, and we're the smallest school, right? And that see, that's the other part that people don't realize. You know, four A, yes, it's the top 25 percent, but you know when you're making the jump from three A to four A, you're probably like that 25th percent. You know, yeah. so uh, you know if you know do the math. I mean, that's that's really tough. So you're you're playing it's David and Goliath when once you get to the States. So well we were Goliath those two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we uh and in the year that we won it, 2017, um again it's it's like it was yesterday to me. And, and you know, and the brackets come out. And in our bracket, in our region is Western from the city. Mm-hmm. They were ranked like uh four. Howard from Howard County. Yep. They were wonder, ranked five. And I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Cause how, cause that became your new nemesis when you made the jump. Right. Right. And then Cadensville and we were ranked like three and, 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 you know, I used to say, you know, to people, I said, this is like the baton death march. <laughs> and that's just to get out of the, that's just to get out of our local region. Right. Each just to get to state Howard, Howard and Western easily could have won the same state championship that we did. 
any one of the three of us. And then not only we had to go through us, we then had to go to Paint Branch yep. um, at Paint Branch. So I'm like, good Lord. And then we went on, then we get to go to the final four. Yeah, you know, and, and we yeah, play, uh, it's great. And it's like those, you all could have been the final four. It, 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 that bracket could have been easily the final four. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It was, you know, like like I say, to win a championship, you, you really have to understand it's not only being a good team; it's where you are placed in that bracket. Because we easily, but I, I will tell you this: that we played Western first. And Western um, was good. I mean, they were good. And we played them first. And it was the most incredible, one of the most incredible games. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we finally get them at home and we beat them. We beat them. We then have to go to Howard. And one of the great games ever and that I've been associated in high school, packed gym, mm-hmm. you know, he had really good players. We had really good players. Um, and, and that's one where uh, the Jasmine, Jasmine Dickey, she says to me, you know, I kind of get excited on the sidelines <laughs> and it's nip and tuck the whole way. Uh-huh. And she says to me, you know, we're coming out of timeout. It's in the fourth quarter and it's, you know, it's never more than a 3.5 point game either way. And I think we were nursing like a three-point lead. And she she just, you know, she's like, Coach, we got this. Relax. Okay. Yeah. okay. You said it, you know, <laughs> from you know, your lips to God's ear. So she said it. And uh, she scored the last 13 points of the game. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unbelievable. Last 13 points of the game. And then we went and paint branch and – uh um she she get got her uh second foul with like five minutes still remaining in the first quarter. And I said, I'm going with my rule. You know, right now we're up one or two. I'm gonna sit you on a bench as long as I can. And we had a kid who's at Maryland now playing uh lacrosse, Sophie Risk, great athlete. Sophie comes off the bench and becomes all world, scores like 12 points. We have like four rebounds. We we extend from like four up to like 14 up going in at halftime. Now I get Jasmine back in. Jasmine scores 25 in the second half and we, you know, kind of waltz in. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, those runs were unbelievable. And you had, so you had some other, I mean, you, that team, this is just to get to the final four, by the way, but um, we're, let, let's keep going for the final four because in the next game, the semifinal game was that, that one against Roosevelt, right? Uh, we the Whitman played Roosevelt. We played North Point. North Point. They I'm sorry. Really, they had a really, really good player, and she was left-handed. Sorry, I don't remember her name. Uh, and she was a left-handed player. And, you know, so far we're in high school gyms. And now we've got to go to – the big gyms, mm-hmm. right? We, we're, we're in the final four now. We got to go to CQ. It's a yeah. college yeah. gym. It's a bigger floor. Mm-hmm. So my good friend, Pat Clatch at Mount St. Joe. Oh, yeah. I said, I said, Clatch, I need to come down and at least get a practice. So the kids get a sense and a feeling of just how bigger the floor is. 
It's well, and, and, and coach, uh, we. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. And what, yeah, that's what I always tell the kids is it's an extra dribble on each side of the floor. So if 100%. you're used, to, if you could get to the basket, you know, I try to get them there in two dribbles. If you could get there in two dribbles, now it's going to take three dribbles, and it really does mess up your footwork a little bit. So yeah, and his and he had a, a real good uh, left-handed player. God, his name escapes you right now. He actually went to uh, LSU and James Alabama. Bishop. James Bishop. One so, of the best shooters I've ever coached against in my life. Ridiculous. So, right. So I said to him, I said, Clatch, would you ask him just to give me like 15 minutes of his time just to go against Jasmine and Jamila, just so they get used to a much better player who's left-handed? Because mm. he didn't face it. So the kid was great. And he played with them for about 15 minutes just to get him used and uh, used to it. And um, <clears throat> it was a really good game. And my uh, 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 my point guard, my God, look at me, look at my old age. Uh, she uh, uh, coming down, hits a desperation three at the end of the half, and put us up like when we went from like seven to ten, and it was such an emotional lift. Yeah, it was yeah. I- I- incredible. And so we ended up doing really well and extending out, and then we get Whitman. And now, Jasmine had, in the in the semifinal game, I think she had didn't she have like six points and then ended with thirty. She dropped like twenty four in the second half. That one also. That's like you know I've always said to people, um, you know, anybody who's ever watched her, you know, and, and a lot of people got to watch her when she played Maryland this year uh, in their first round game, and you know she, whatever she's missing the first five six shots she's taken. You know, people are texting me because they're watching on television. I said, you guys don't understand. She doesn't, does she care about misses? Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't affect her. That's, that's, you know, it's like she, she's just got that motor mentality. Next one's going in. Yeah. Don't worry about, shoot don't shoot. Worry about Don't yeah. worry about the past. You yeah. know, I said, that's a great thing about her. She just shrugs it off. Mm-hmm. You know, she just shrugged it off. So, uh, but they had uh, sisters, the Myers sisters, Abby Myers. Who ended up at Princeton? Yeah, and actually did, did her fifth year. Uh, she's a great player. She Coach was really was, good. Um, yeah, really good. She was very good, and it was a great game. And we were a- able to end up winning it by uh, by three. And uh, you know, it was it was just incredible feeling. You know? Yeah, that incredible. game was. Uh, I mean, my heart was like in my stomach the entire game watching that. It was and, really, really a good game, and that's a game. Too, where we got in foul trouble. Yeah. Jamila got in foul trouble. She did. And she did. We had to coax her and get some minutes. And we got uh, uh, some great minutes of kid off the bench. And, uh, you know, it was, it, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was truly memorable. Sure. You know? uh, yeah. And then, you know, the following year. Oh, real we, quick, we, Coach, before we oh. jump to that one, I was going to mention something about that, about that team before we go to the next year, because it was another, you know, fantastic March through uh, the late winter. But one thing, Jazz, I remember at halftime when you all came out of – I was at that game. And when you all came out of halftime, Jasmine sat at that free throw line and shot free throws for like four or five straight minutes. And my wife and I were like, she's planning on going to the line a lot because she is – she didn't do anything but shoot free throws the entire halftime. And, I mean, I can't remember what her stat was, but this is the state championship. And – she went to the line a lot the second half, and I don't know if she missed more than one or two. I think she probably had like 
12 or 13 free throws in the second half. Well, and, 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 and that's her, you know, she's like, okay, I know what I got to do. And that's, that was her game. Yeah. You know, and, and she was recruited by Brenda Freeze at Maryland mm-hmm. and Brenda loved her. And we were chatting about her and she says, Mike, I think we're going to take a pass. She goes, not that she can't play here athletically, mm-hmm. but I need that position that I'm recruiting for to really bang down the three. And that mm-hmm. wasn't Jasmine's game at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, coach, she'll get you three, but it'll be the old fashioned way. She's going <laughs> right. to splash, get the other team in foul trouble and make the foul shot. Yep. And Brenda looked at me. She goes, Mike, I need that position to knock down the three. Yeah. I said, I got it, coach. I got yeah. it. Yeah. And, but she was great. Brenda Freeze was great throughout the entire recruit. She was honest and she was great. But Jasmine made the right decision. Yeah, well, yeah, clear. I mean, she was, I mean, a phenomenal career at Delaware. Uh, player of the year. She was up for mid-major player of the year. Yep. Um, which I'm not sure if, did she, if she won that or not. No, she was the two-time CAA player of the year. The only other player to do that was Elena Deladon. Yep, from Delaware. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yes, from Delaware. Yeah. So, no, she had I, I actually, uh, I it, I was very nice and honored. Uh, she's on her way to Dallas right now. And I was honored. They, they asked me to come to breakfast. And, um, you, you know, it's she she's so psyched and so prepared. And, you know, you, you talk about the old days and, you know, it was just it was just great to be there and see her off. Yeah, you know, that's, that's great. Um, so I'll she... tell you, I'm going to give you a better one, though. The following year. Yep. Uh, we got to play Western again. We got to play Howard again. And we got to play Paint Branch again. Fortunately, Western was home. We did have to go to Howard. And Western had all of her bunkies from the AAU circuit and kids that she played for. Uh-huh. And she had a kid, Jasmine Goddard, a great player, great player. And, uh, and she was, you know, you can tell you've been in the locker room a thousand times when kids are ready. Mm-hmm. So she and Jamila, you know, these are all her friends. That night was the single greatest performance that I had ever seen any college, any high school player do in my life. She was so amped. She got 35 and 28. What? And people go, yeah, people say, what? I said, 35 and 28 rebounds. She dominated. I'm, I'm like, this is the greatest. And we ended up winning, I don't know. 15 or 16 and it was the most incredible show that I had ever seen ever it, ever ever and which game which game was this against that Western? Was against Western in okay. the first round yeah uh, of the playoffs like I said we got to go Western now we got to yeah. go to Howard yeah she gets now she doesn't tell me this till like two days later she gets hit in practice does actually no I'm sorry I take it back she gets hit in the Western game. And she doesn't tell me, and, and we kind of, we sit her out at practice. We had like one day before we had to play Howard. And we sit her out and uh, I'm going, oh, hell, please tell me you're going to be good. You yeah. know, she goes, Coach, I'll be there tomorrow. I just need to take off today. Like, <laughs> the only day in four years she ever took off. Yeah. So we go to play Howard. It's just an unbelievable game again. And we win. and. And then we go, we beat, fortunately, Paint Branch and 
until we get back to the final four. Now, who did so Jamila Barrett comes back? Yep. You have Jasmine. Yep. And then who, what was the girl's name you just mentioned her? She went to UMBC. Was she still Jen there? Jen Gast. Jen yes. Gast was a four year varsity player. She, she's very similar. I, I liken her to Brianna Stewart when she was at Connecticut mm-hmm. because she could take you inside because she was six two. Uh, but she she was actually our best three-point shooter. So we would run some sets where we just down screen. You came out the player as a big, she's going by you. You don't come out the player, she's going bury you. Yeah. Um, so Stasia uh Daniels uh yes. was on that team. Uh and where is she now? Because she went to did she go to Frederick or she she, she was going to go to yes, junior college. It just didn't work out. Okay. It just didn't work out. She was actually going to go to uh, 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 CC uh, in Baltimore City, Community College of Baltimore. Okay. Uh, but it just didn't work out for Stasia. And actually, we talked about it today. She's kind of gone silent on us. We're not sure, you know, exactly uh, exactly where she is. Okay. But, um, you know, yeah, that was a, a, a solid, solid team. Because she was about six feet herself, right? Stasia was, oh, yeah, and and at the end of every practice, we'd grab a tennis ball, and she was so close to jamming that tennis ball. Oh, really? <laughs> she could jump out of the gym, you know, and uh, uh, so, uh, you know, we would have some fun at the uh, at the end of practice. Yeah, so you had uh, three Division One players, uh, or three yeah. that went to, went, went to play Division One because Jamila went to Norfolk State initially. Yes. Um, yeah. So... I mean, that's, that's, I mean, incredible for, you know, for, it's hard to play in college, but, you know, for a public school to, to get three off of the, off the same team, I mean, definitely shows why you went to back to back, uh, you went back to back final fours. So, um, so the, the 2018, yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, and then that's just them. I mean, it's not, your team was really loaded. I mean, you had, um, yeah. Uh, because you had the, the Douglas sisters as well. Gabby Douglas was our point guard who did. She was there for the state championship and the final. She was a sophomore for the state championship, a junior <clears throat> for the uh, final lost. Uh, yeah, last game of the year in the finals. And then she had one more year. So uh, she was with us for four years. And Gabby was uh, uh, very well equipped to, to, to play the point. Yeah. And like I say, we had. Kid like Sophie Risk coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and we had um, uh, Akila Barrett, Jamila's sister. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she was flat out one of the best spot shooters ever, Kateville. Yeah. You give her three feet, go the other way. Yeah. she could flat out shoot it, flat out shoot it. So no, we had it was a really you know we were we were deep as we needed to be deep, yeah. and we had Asia Ferguson who came in that senior year uh, uh, as a transfer, um, you know, she, she, uh, she really helped us too. Yeah. And she's at Stevenson now. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so, and Gabby could have played. Uh, we actually thought Gabby was going to go overseas uh, <clears throat> to school, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so 2018, you lose to uh, Eleanor Roosevelt out of PG County in the championship. Um, ironically enough, I had the point guard from that team on a few weeks, few months ago on this very, very podcast, Taylor McCormick. 
uh, who's at a uh, Penn state Fayette now. So, um, so she actually talked about that because they lost in the semifinals the, in 2017. There, it was very possible that you all could have played each other back-to-back um, uh, yeah, final fours. It was, it was a great game. Actually, I tell you what was the, the, the semifinal game that year. We're playing Bethesda Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. And they were a very well-coached team. Uh, they, I didn't, they, they weren't in – they weren't in what I would consider our league physically, mm-hmm. but a very, very well coached team. And it was so reminiscent. I, I, I was texting some people when Kansas came back. I said, at, at one point in that semifinal game, we were down 14. We went in down 11, but at one point we were down 14. And I always remember I, that people thought, well, would you go crazy at halftime? I said, no. I said, it was very calm. I said, guys, we're better. We're just going to go show who's better in the second half. I said, look, we're just going to do this, this, this. But first of all, relax. I'm not worried about this lead. And I come back out. And my son, who was my unofficial coach, who (laughs) sat like in the first row and would lean in my ear and, you know, tell me certain things. And I'm coming back out for the second half. And I look up at him and he says, dad, just go play him. Just go play him. I said, yep, that's what we're going to do. He says, you're so much better. Go play him. And we came out in a full court, flat out, pressed the entire way. And we erased the 11-point lead, went to three in about 90 seconds. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's, knew, that's Kansas-esque. All right. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I said to myself, and I said to my assistant, Mandy Fisher, this game's over. She goes, what? I said, coach, this is over. You know, and and we never looked back. And I think we ended up winning by fourteen or fifteen. Good gracious! Yeah, but we erased that lead in like ninety seconds. You know, and uh, and then we go to play, um, you know, Roosevelt, which was a good game, and we actually gave up a lead that we had at halftime. And I remember who there—I forget her name. She was really good. It might have been that girl, you know, but they had a really good score. And we're in the game. We're down a little bit. We're down like two or three and it's getting late in the game and we've got this kid tied up in the corner deep in the corner and I'm just sitting there as a coach you go okay she's in trouble now somehow she turns and launches this thing that hits nothing but the net (laughs) and I'm like oh my you know you just go well I'm not sure it's our night when that thing goes in Uh, so you know we end up losing of course people keep Different. I, I don't keep these kind of stats. Of course, our fanatic, great fans, you know, they're telling me at the end of the game, you know how many travels were called on you? I said, I have no idea. 17. You know how many were called on them? I said, I have no idea. None. How does that happen? I said, well, I can't, you know, what am I going to say? You know, we lost the game that we could have won. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into blaming refs. You know, yeah. that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And yeah, you know, I've been there before too. And you just know, you know, it's, there's nothing I can do to, to stop this. You know, it's some of those shots go up, you know, what are you going to do? We so, tried, you yeah. know, one you know, like we didn't try. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our kids played their hardest. It's just one of those nights. They yeah. did a little bit better that night. Yeah. So that ends the career for um, Jasmine and, um, and uh, Jamila uh, to the, you know, I would say probably well clearly Jasmine's probably that she's got to be your top player ever. Oh my god. Yeah. 
by like leaps and bounds. Well, she's probably the best player, not just yours. Yeah, the best, one of the best players to ever come out of this state. So absolutely, she, she uh, gets. She's the first Catonsville alum to be drafted to the WNBA. She's only the third Delaware Blue Hen to be drafted to the WNBA. Uh, you mentioned uh, Deladon earlier. Uh, so you were there the other night. How was that Phenomenal. for the draft party? It's, uh, all of her teammates were there. Her coaches. Uh, from college were there. My assistant Mandy was there. She had a ton of family and, uh, you know, we're watching up on a big screen and we're all trying to get a little nervous and, uh, you know, and then boom, with the 30th pick of the WNBA, the Dallas Wings select Jasmine Dickey. So the place erupts and, uh, you know, it's just high fives and tears and hugs. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I know you had a big part in that and getting helping get her there. I know that you all, you know, um, uh, keep in touch and really special with we played. So when we played in the Catonsville Cup this year, you all were playing after that. We playing Seton Keogh after that? Uh, no, because Keogh disbanded, what, four oh, years ago? I'm sorry. They, they were always in it. Yeah. So. So we bring in uh, Mount to Sales. Mount to Yeah. Yeah. Good okay. local rivalry. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Keo and, and Mount to Sales kind of did with the Mount St. Joe Cardinal Gibbons. <laughs> one closed, one state yes. open type type deal. There was four yeah. Catholic schools right there. <laughs> the Catonsville, Lansdowne area. So um, and then you all honored her. You retired her jersey uh, before that game, which was really cool. My team, my guys got to stick around and, and watch that and were really impressed. So um was she an All-American her senior year? Uh, she was. She was the uh, Maryland Public School Player of the Year. Okay. In 17 and 18. Wow. Um, I, I don't track, you know, like there's All-American things. I, I, I don't track that. Yeah. She might have been, but she might not have been because mm-hmm. I didn't fill out some stupid form <laughs> or whatever. You You're worried about winning state titles. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're worried. We were worried about that. Um, but you know, her career, you know, four-time All-Met, you know, uh, 2,093 points. And actually, Jeez. she could have had 2,600 had she played, had I let her play all the games. Yeah. But, you know, we're not into trying to embarrass anybody. But, I mean, there are games that she only played a half. Right. You know, um, just, you know, and it's like jazz. It's just not worth you getting a ridiculous injury on a game that's, meaningless right you know so i mean she i probably right who was the only person to hold michael jordan under 20 was dean smith yeah you know? um <laughs> and, and it was kind of the same way it was like jazz yeah you probably could have scored 25 2600 and looking back i probably wish i'd let her go a little longer mm-hmm. but 2093 still second in the state um so that's a, a pretty good career you know, I mean, she holds so many records. She holds out, obviously, every record at Catonsville. And yeah. some paper player of the year, um, two-time public school player of the year, and then two-time CAA player of the year in college, and a college All-American, honorable mention, and so many other things. You know, yeah. it's, just, it's just phenomenal. And, and there's not a more deserving kid <clears throat> that I can think of. That, yeah. and, and as a kid in the fifth grade who said to her dad i want to be in the WNBA," and who has worked so hard and now she's got a chance to be in the, in, in the show 
Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm sure that you'll be there when they come play Washington. So mm. uh. <laughs> I'm going to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> in Dallas. I'll be in Dallas. Yeah. Short two hour flight. You know, uh, I plan on being in Dallas. But the amazing thing is the draft was Monday night. And like I said, I, I, I saw had breakfast with her this morning and her family. And uh, she was on a plane today. This being um, Tuesday, right? I'm losing track. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. We're recording Wednesday. Wednesday. She's on a plane probably pulling into Dallas in, in another 20 minutes. And training camp starts Sunday. Yeah. I went, wow, there's no time to soak this in. Yeah. You know, so wow. she's – She's on her way. All right. Well, we'll definitely keep uh, updates on on with her, and and uh, hopefully you get a couple more WNBA stars here at Catonsville. So um, I know this year, I wanted to ask you because the COVID, you know, that that had to be really tough. I mean, what what I've talked to different coaches about what their plan was during that COVID year. Uh, Baltimore County did not play. Um, so what was that like for you? How how are you able to? keep engaged and, you know, keep the girls engaged and, and everything else. Yeah. Well, Baltimore County had us, <clears throat> they wanted the kids to feel being a part of something. They mm-hmm. just didn't want to just let them go. No. So uh, we did what they called virtual practices. Mm-hmm. I still haven't figured out yet what that is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but we did it. So we would, you know, we would run uh, uh, one hour a night per week where we get together as a team. We talk about things. Uh, we'd give them uh, some drills and exercises to do on their home, uh, doing home, uh, give them some, you, you know, some workout regimens. Uh, my assistant, Taylor Barton, is really good at that. And uh, no, it was hard. And it, it, it that year shows. I mean, I talked to every coach. I don't care what level. COVID just hurt us bad. Yeah. Um, you know, that year away from playing, from being in a disciplined arena, um, you, you know, it was it was summer camp 101 for the first six weeks. Yeah. You know, we got to go back to the basics. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, when we finally got back and, you know, it really hurt. And the biggest thing that I've seen is kids found other things to do and now we're not getting the numbers out to tryouts. Mm. I mean, uh, we had to go literally my JV coach to get a competitive JV team together. She had wow. to go through the halls. Kids just found other things to do. Wow. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get that back. But every coach was saying the same thing. We had a number of JV teams that never even fielded a team this year. Wow. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I think my JV only played 60% of their assigned games. Oh, man. It was, yeah, it was that, that bad. And, and it was across the county. Scotty Robinson was telling me it wasn't much difference in, in Howard County, although he had a great, great team. Um, But he was saying the same thing, how numbers were down, Mm -hmm. you know, and unless you had a kid, it's really a died in the wool basketball player who was going to do the AAU circuit. Um, the other kids didn't touch the ball, you know, right. like they, I made my living 
at Catonsville on volleyball, soccer, lacrosse players, mm-hmm. you know, until Jasmine came along. <laughs> right. Jasmine's group were, die, you know, they were, we're 100% basketball. Mm-hmm. Until that point in time, we used the three-sport athlete who still liked to play basketball, and we could do a lot with them. But, uh, you know, it was funny. Um, Jasmine's father, <clears throat> who, by the way, that class was the only class I ever really recruited. Um, you know, it's like, we're a public school. You come, you come, you don't, you don't, you right. know, we're right. here. Um, but <laughs> I recruited Jazz, Jamila and Stasia and Mr. Dickey, you know, and, and he did his homework and, you know, and he, he looked at me one day and said, coach, how many, how many players do you have playing in D1? And I said, about 15, you're all playing lacrosse. <laughs> you know? uh, Your daughter volleyball. being one of them, right? Yeah, you know, I said they're playing lacrosse and volleyball. Yeah, you know, I said, you know, we've had, you know, I've had a couple. I said Sandy Wasserback, uh, loved basketball, but she went to play lacrosse. I mm-hmm. said so, you know, and we talked about it today. He said, you know, I googled you, and we were so glad we made the decision. I said, yeah, it makes two of us. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's that's for sure. It worked out for you both. Well, I, I told him, I said, there's, you know, and then I had Ashley for, uh, unfortunately, only three years because of COVID, mm-hmm. but this was Ashley Dickey's last year. And I said to him at senior night, I said, please tell me you got a hidden Dickey somewhere <laughs> that I don't know about. I said, because I've had eight years of a Dickey. I need one more. Yeah. You know, and no, 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 no. There yeah. are no more Dickey. I yeah. said, well, find one for me. What you right. Think? You can just change a name. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, uh, you all lose in states to again defending champ Western. So it all all roads go back through Western, I guess. Yeah, they do, and they were really, really. They won the state championship. Yeah. And actually, it was our my worst loss in high school ever. Ooh. Ever. And you know, and, and look, it hurts. Yeah. But they did it to a lot of teams. Yeah. You know, and uh, we weren't the only one. They rolled pretty pretty well. Um, through the states, they had two guards that were phenomenal, and a big kid, six five kid Ooh. in the middle, who's only a sophomore and could play. And she wasn't any slender kid; yeah. she was a big six five kid who could move and had soft hands. She reminded me of Brianna Jones, and um, <clears throat> you know, and they were just they were just really really good. And and you know, everybody said, "Are you upset?" I said, "Why?" You know, she played; she coaches her team. I coach mine. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, we just weren't good enough. Yeah. We, we weren't good enough. So, you know, at least we lost the eventual state champion. Yeah. I mean, that it was ridiculous what they were doing, you know, all the yeah, way to, I mean, they won this, they won the championship by double digits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone says they only had seven kids as well. Last I looked, you only needed five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, five. I hope uh, nobody gets in foul trouble. Right. And the five they had on the floor could flat out play yeah. and two of their guards and actually at the semifinal game went up to the one's mother and I and I just said look you guys kicked us pretty good but I want to tell you I love the way your daughter plays and she's going to Morgan State <clears throat> oh, and nice. both of their guards had just high high motors and and the way they played you mentioned foul trouble is they were smart enough that when they got to two and three fouls and even the four they never got to five yeah. You know, and, and it wasn't like they were being protected. They knew not to get the five. Right. But I mean, no, I, 
look, all kudos to them. Yeah. I don't like losing like that, but yeah, we didn't have the horses. Ashley could play in that game. Uh, and, and my other, uh, uh, hopefully D1 player, Asani, could play in that game. But unfortunately, our other girls just, you know, you call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah. We weren't in that level. Yeah. We just weren't. And that happens. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so talk about who's coming back then. You just mentioned that. So next Asani year's team. Offer, yeah, we've got, um, I call them three and a half starters. Um, so Asani Offer, who was, uh, gosh, like the present you weren't expecting under the Christmas tree that shows up. <laughs> Um, she transferred in from St. Mary's and, uh, uh, I, I was like totally the beneficiary of that. Um, and, uh, Ellie Emerald is, uh, she'll be a junior next year. Uh, she's literally six one and, and can shoot it. Um, y- you know, we, we've got some, some really Alexis Green is kind of a Charles Barkley type. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That's some good pieces to work with. I mean, with. Uh, you, you know, I don't have the, the Jasmine or the Ashley Dickey motors, you know, but, you know, we, we have to coach a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe another present will pop up under that tree. I, mm-hmm. I need one. Yeah. Uh, believe me, I got to hit the transfer portal. <laughs> well, that's what I got to do. Yeah. Or get and a it, fifth year somehow for Ashley. Right. Yeah, they um, it's interesting because you're, you know, obviously I'm coaching at a private school and I've never coached at a public school, just private schools. But you you mentioned something about recruiting. You're really recruiting kids to. To stay home is what you're like, go to their home school, which has got to be extremely difficult, I would imagine. It was it was harder when Kia was in business. Mm hmm. Okay, because they're obviously right down the street. Um, You know, Mountain Sales is getting their share of kids now. But the real good kids, um, you know, they're, uh, you know, if they're really, really good, McDonough is going to look at you and Mm -hmm. the Roland Parks and the St. Paul's. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's hard because they're all drivable distances. Um, But the bigger issue, one of the bigger issues is that the teams that I have to compete against, they're magnet schools. Oh, Western, yeah. Western Tech can yeah. get any kid from any part of the county. Yep. Pikesville's best player lives in Arbutus. Yeah. You know, it's and, – and I – and, you know, it's an AAU connection. Mm-hmm. And, look, I don't fault it. I don't like it, but I don't fault it. But – their coach is in a program that she that her AA that she plays the AAU and they try and keep their kids together. Um, but she's gonna she is going to be Jasmine esque. Mm-hmm. She was the next Jasmine, and, and she's she's Pike School's best player as a freshman. And, and she's she is zone, is she zoned for Catonsville or Lansdowne? Uh I believe Kate. Oh wow. You know, both the Western Tech coach and I said, Can you believe this? You know, because he didn't get her either. Yeah. And, you know, I said, look, it's it's the it's the play it's the it's what we live with. Milford Mill is a magnet school, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think Owings Mills is magnet. Pikesville is definitely magnet, you know. So it's like the teams I've got to compete against <clears throat> are magnet schools. And then you, Hereford, who had a really good year, um, uh, they lost in the state championship. Actually, we were 
uh, that was only their second loss. We mm. were the only team to beat them in Baltimore County. Wow. And uh, yeah, but Hereford never hardly ever loses anybody. You know, it's the private public school. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because yep. it's a big distance to come in to Notre Dame Prep or Rolling Park, and they don't need to. Mm-hmm. They've got good coaches out there. It's a great school, you know. So, you know, we, we've got, you know, our own sets of, own set of challenges. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, we, we just got to try. Look, like I said, I, I was the luckiest guy to stand over a pair of Nikes for eight years, mm-hmm. you know, with Jasmine and then her sister. And, you know, uh, maybe we'll get lucky again. Yeah. I, I've I've actually floated, and you don't have to answer this, but I've floated with other friends just because I enjoy, you know, I go to public school games. I mean, I, I love it. Um feel like the rivalries are definitely better there than a lot of the, you know, the private schools. So, um, but it's interesting. You really are at a disadvantage when you get to States and you see it on the boys side as well, where I've actually wondered if there should be two different divisions. Um, And and again, you don't have to answer. It's just thinking out loud, you know, things that I've talked with other coaches about who are in the same um, predicament that you're in, where you really like you're, you are coaching against private public schools. Um, and, and the only kids you can have are the kids that are, you know, in the two, one, either the two, uh, eight or two, seven zip code. And, you know, some of the two, nine, I guess, but you know, that's, that's difficult, you know? Um, well, it is because North point, there really aren't many, it's kind of Southern Maryland. Oh yeah. If you ever get to see their gym. Oh yeah, I played. We we played uh, when I was at Pilate, coached at Pilates, and we played yeah. in a tournament there. It's it's a college gym. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I'll give you a story as soon as I finish this one. And and then, so you know, and there aren't that many private schools that you're going to lose them to. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Montgomery County schools, and yeah, while there are some good, real good private schools, there's no question. You know, Bishop McNamara's and Holy Crosses and Georgetown uh, visit days, all these all these really good schools. But the, the density of better players is also there mm-hmm. as well. So they're still getting a, a, a good amount of talented players, you know, uh, going to their school just from the sheer numbers. And Montgomery County is, you know, it's a great school system. This is Baltimore County. Yeah. But we get the better players have more options here in, in Baltimore County. But you talk, talk about the uh, private schools. I had two kids and they're both at Norfolk State right now. Mm-hmm. And they are, uh, um, they came to me as juniors. And we had, uh, I mean, the sisters could play. Yeah. And, you know, I'm all fired up. And we did okay the year before. Uh, I guess we probably lost at Western again. No, we lost to Howard. And a good game, but Howard was better than we were. And then over the summer, I get a text from mom that says, Coach, thank you. Um, we're going to Pilates. Yep. And I know exactly what? what you're talking about. I said, what? Really? And she goes, yeah, um, we're, we're going to go to Pilates. And uh, – you know, we just feel it's a better fit academic. I said, and I texted her back and I was brutally honest. I said, ma'am, you can tell me that you don't like my style, that the girls didn't get along with me. You know, you can tell me anything basketball wise, 
don't tell me you're going to get a better education at Pilates than you are at Gatesville. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. And then it was, well, then now we get to the real reason. <laughs> Her entire AAU team is at Pilates. Mm-hmm. Fine. I, that, I don't like it. I don't think she should leave as a senior. You know, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking we can make a run with these kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they just kind of decimated our entire plans. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm not blaming the kids. That's 16, 17 impressionable kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to blame them. But I tell you what I do blame. I, I kind of do blame the AAU coaches. And I do blame that high school coach for taking them in their senior year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, but what you know, sometimes you can't fight City Hall. Yeah, yeah. But we sure as heck came out on the low end of that. Yeah, no, I remember when that, because I actually talked to them. Uh, to the older one, actually, who was getting ready to go to North. And I said, oh, you left Caton's? Like, you know, I told her I went there and, right. you know, was a big fan. I had asked her. That's how I knew exactly when you, as soon as you started, I knew where you were going with that. No, I, yeah. like I said, I'm fully expecting to make a run. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, she was really good. Really okay. good post. Yeah. Oh, and the younger one was phenomenal. A yeah. game changer. Yeah. So the problem is, and I just saw her over the holidays. She unfortunately she did her knee again. Oh. It just is never healthy. Yeah. I think she played like all year. I, I think I only think she appeared in four games. Wow! But you could just tell when she, you know, it was like this is a game changer here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but she unfortunately was she just had a bad run of knees. Yeah. Wow. That's unfortunate. All right, coach. Um, about to wrap up here with a couple of questions, but I wanted to ask you your thoughts. Uh, Women's game, college game has really taken off, which I'm glad to see. I always talk on the show about how my wife was an All-American at Bowie State when she played. Um, so we we watch, you know, women's basketball. Um, and Anaya Russell, who was at South Carolina, uh, you know, played at Pilates. I keep in touch with her. Um, so, we, you know, we love watching, uh, especially South Carolina. Dawn Staley is one of my wife's idols growing up. She played point guard as well. So, um but the parody this year, I mean, obviously, you know, you get, I think, three number one seeds made the final four. But it's not the parody is not the same as the men's, but UConn's not winning every single year now. So, you know, NC State had a great year. South Carolina obviously won the national title. UConn, a great year. Tennessee was great. Kentucky was great. It was Maryland was great. I mean, there's there's a lot of when they roll the ball out now, Stanford was great again. You know, when they roll the ball out now. Um, you don't already know the top two teams who will be playing for the title. So what do you think that does uh, just for you, like for younger girls um, being able to see the uh, Aaliyah Boston's of the world and the, you know, the, um, the Beckers from, from UConn and Ozzy Fudd from UConn, you know, being able to, to really see that there's a lot of different opportunities. You don't have to just go to UConn or Tennessee. Um, Do you think that that will help? Uh, get the numbers up as far as girls playing high school basketball here in the next year and year or two? I, I hope so. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, the way you see it, and it's not the same as the boys. Mm-hmm. Girls basketball, you have the haves and you have the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And that gap is gigantic. It's gigantic. Mm-hmm. You know, in the men – You've got the haves, but they're always competing. 
you know, mm-hmm. and and that that gap isn't like this because guys go out and play, right? Right. I mean, they right. go play. Very rarely do you go by a courtyard and watch girls play, right? You know, they're just not doing it. So guys are playing all the time. And girls are not. Um, <clears throat> but and I'll get to your point in a second. But you mentioned UConn, which is great. 14 Final Fours. Phenomenal. <clears throat> Who the heck has ever done that? Right. Gino Ariema. But if you look it up, last time he won it all, I think, was 2014 or 15. Mm-hmm. So it's been seven years that he hasn't won it all. He's gotten to the Final Four, but he's not bringing home the trophy. Right. Um, and watching that game this year, you, you know, I, I love all those kids on that floor. I said to a couple friends of mine watching the game, I said, well, I can tell you where UConn kids are going to be tomorrow. They're going to be in the weight room. Yeah. They lost every 50-50 ball and rebound. Yeah. I said, I know where they're going to be tomorrow. But you talk about the younger kids. The transfer portal and COVID has crushed these younger kids mm-hmm. in a recruiting standpoint. Yes. Crushed them. Crushed them. Boys the and girls. The transfer portal has changed recruiting so dramatically my kid Ashley Dickey is so under recruited it's not even funny Mm -hmm. and I sat at dinner with uh Jasmine's college coach Natasha Adair great no question in my mind why she's successful and we talked at length about it I said she's going to Arizona State she's now got to beat Stanford and uh she's in the big big time and I said coach you know how's your recruiting? And she just looked at me. She goes, Mike, I've got 13 kids who want to come in right now that I can see how they played against other college competition. Right. right. You know, with high school kids, you're always taking a chance, mm-hmm. right? We don't know if you're going to be that same player right. at the next level. Right. And it, it's, it's like, and she even said it. I feel sorry for the younger kids. Mm-hmm. Transfer portal has just, until that straightens out, there these coaches are just going to go to the transfer. Yeah, you know, and that's a shame. But and it is interesting because I I watched it this year. It used to be the scores in the early round games were always big blowouts, and the women's game always had chalk, mm-hmm. chalk to the end. And this year at four number one, that didn't change too much. What changed was in the earlier rounds where the games were much more competitive. Mm-hmm. You didn't find. You found some, but you didn't find you. It used to be blowouts all the way through till maybe the final four. Right, that wasn't happening. And I just, you know, I I just touted the women's game to everybody because you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's mm-hmm. such a good game yeah. these days. It's so much better. I mean, there's things I think they should change, but you know, hopefully the younger kids get enthusiastic. About yeah, it. you know, uh, but. For me, and for a lot of us, it's always going to be lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse. Right. And then soccer, soccer, soccer. I mean, I've got a kid at Catonsville that would have started for us this year, but wants to be a year-round player in soccer. Oh. Drives me up flipping <laughs> tree. You know? I'm like, do you not understand to be well-rounded? Yeah. Will help you longer in the long run than yep. just concentrating on this sport? It doesn't compute. And unfortunately, yeah. it doesn't compute to the parents many mm-hmm. times. Right. You know? I beg Jasmine, uh, Jasmine, play volleyball. Mm-hmm. Jazz, play it. Stasia, play it. You guys will love it. 
it, you know, you'll get in shape and you guys, you'll probably win it. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, you know, they just, no, we're just going to practice basketball. And I begged them, yeah. run track. It'll help you. Right. Run track. You know, yeah. uh, home coach, we got AAU, you know, and look, they played for a great AU coach. Mm-hmm. I, I love them to death. Great relationship. It just drives me crazy, this specialization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the portal, uh, back to that, you know, there's several coaches now, you know, boys, and because I've had several boy players uh, who, who have lost out too, um, where coaches are saying exactly what you just said was told to you. You know, I know that they're going to be academically eligible. I know they're going to handle being away from home. I know that I've seen them play against other college kids, but I think it needs to, and I took some heat for this because I spoke out against the portal, but I think it re- there, there was last week at one point there was two thousand b- boys in the Division One portal. That's twenty five percent of every team. Twenty five percent of all uh, Division One boy basketball players, men's basketball players, were in the portal. That, I, I I I can't. I just can't fathom it. I think that they here's, need to go. Here's back. what happens. It'll happen. It might take a little bit of time, hopefully sooner rather than later. I was talking to the, again, her Delaware coach, now at Arizona State. <clears throat> so, Coach, what happens to these kids that don't find out? Mm-hmm. Three options. One, you go back on bended knee to your team and your coach and hope they take you, which I doubt they would. <laughs> Two, you go down a level, mm-hmm. go down to D3. You can't go back to JUCO. Go down to D3, D2, three, you're out. Mm-hmm. Those are your options, you know. And in one of these days and times, like I thought it was horrible that Brenda Freeze got decimated. Mm-hmm. You know, now fortunately they're a big enough program. They'll, you know, they'll survive. She's already got a couple of kids committed to coming in and using the transfer portal. <clears throat> but it's, I feel bad for the coaches. They can't be having any fun. Mm-hmm. That you got to recruit the same kids you recruited again and again and again. Absolutely. You know, and you sit there and you go, well, I don't want to lose this kid next year. Even though he's not ready now, I need to play him in this game and get him his looks or else he's gone. Yeah. It's just, it's just the worst. There's got to be a better mousetrap. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be a better. Well, I, I don't understand why they can't go back to, you can train. For me, I feel like if your coach leaves, you should, because bottom line is a lot of these players go because of the coach. They don't really care about the school. Um, I mean, some of them do, but it's the coach that drives them. It's the coach recruiting them, not the school really. So um, I feel like they should, if the coach leaves, you should get an automatic transfer. I'm I'm fine with that. Or a coach gets fired or what have you, but because a new coach is going to bring their own players in anyway. Um but if you leave, if you choose to enter the portal, I don't know why I can't go back to what it was before. You sit a year and then you can play. And and the, the argument, because I took some heat and one of the parents, a kid who I used to coach who's in the portal, um, said to me, well, it's the kid's game now. They get to decide and they don't want to sit. I said, but that's not, I, I don't understand why you're signing. Like, I don't understand that. Um, so personally, and you know, you all can can email me and reach out to me on Twitter and give me all the hate you want. But I feel like even as a, I'm a private school coach. Now, if kids are just transferring in, in high school, they can't do it. Like uh, I'm in well, the MIAA. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, true. 
I mean, the MIAA. I guarantee you there's some schools that are doing it. Yeah, well, they um, are. They are. But if they play varsity, they can't transfer to another MIAA school and play the next year. They got to sit a year. Um, so I feel like that would at least deter a large number of these kids doing it. it it's hard one. I forget what major coach said it. And, and it, it might have been Izzo or somebody else uh, or, or Gino or, or uh, Waltz at Louisville. But we, we're, we're no more in society. Are you now, you know, there's no more second team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no more, hey, you got to get better. You want to get on the floor, get better. Right. You right. know, it's like, no, I can't get on the floor. I'm going to transfer. Yep. You know, it's, nobody wants to work for anything. Right. You know, it's like, really? You want to get on, you know, every coach, you guys say it, same thing. I don't determine playing time. Mm-hmm. You do. Yep. You do. You know when you do? Out here in the two hours of practice. Yep. That's when you show me that you can play and deserve playing time. And that's why I'm sure you guys are no different. You know, I, I, we have the, I give the same speech every year to the parents. Don't talk to me about playing time until you've talked to her daughter and ask her these questions. Mm-hmm. How are you doing at practice? Where are you finishing in sprints? Are you giving it 100% every day? Are you playing defense like the coach wants you to play? Ask those series of questions. If the kid's honest with you, and most of them are, they mm-hmm. know. They kids know. know. Kids know. You know, yeah. you know so it's, I just, like I say, we're, we're creating an entire society, and I blame AAU, you know, we're yeah. create, creating an entire society that says, don't work, if you're second team, don't work hard, just quit. What, yep. you, you, you go to work later in life at a job, and, and you get passed over for promotion, you quit? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're producing? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It's, it's sad, and we're we're creating, and like I said, look, I know AAU is a necessary evil. It right. is. Right. I hate it, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah. And and like I always say to kids, if you don't get better playing AAU, find another sport. Because if you're going to play something year round and you're not getting better, take up volleyball, try right. soccer, do right. something else. But but the other thing that drives me crazy is I also think it instills you don't have to work hard every day mm-hmm. because if you lose a game at nine o'clock on Saturday, don't worry, we got one at three. Mm-hmm. You lose at three, don't worry, we play at seven. You lose at seven, ah, we got a loser's bracket at nine tomorrow. Yeah. We're still playing. You know, there's like no accountability for winning or losing. Because yeah. there's always another game. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've and- never I've I've never um had that take on it, but I'm really happy you said that. That's that's re- I, I've never actually thought about it in terms of, of that because you know, we had lost a game and the co- it was a long bus ride. It was actually at a national tournament in Ohio, but in a couple months ago. But by the time we were on the bus, the kids were laughing, joking. The coaches were up for, we were just straight face, not talk. And we're like, is this better? Like, are we wrong? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, uh, but you're right. I mean, I, I think that that, that, that's really, uh, that's ground, that's ground, ba- groundbreaking commentary right there, coach. No, well, I, no, I mean, I, 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 that's, I think it's it's now become a culture. Yeah. You know, and, you, you know, it's the guys, the people that coach women and, and watch it and go see some AAU stuff, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I say it's a necessary evil. It is. I, we, I, I am in 100% agreement with you. I feel the exact same way. I can't stand it. I've been asked to coach it. I refuse all the time because I can't stand it. But I understand why it's there, you know, that it's it's a necessary evil. Yeah, I, I, I and, and I applaud the guys that go from high school in it. There's no way that I have the energy after six days a week for four months, two hours a day and game nights, five hours a day that that I would have the energy to do it. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I love the game. I love the game. I've loved it my entire life. But and like I said, I think next year is 50 years or 49 or whatever. Wow. And uh, it's been a big part of my life for so many years. But I don't love it that much that I'm going to, you know, that I'm doing it year round. Yeah. uh, You know. How many wins are you at? And I meant to ask you that when we talked about your wins earlier. I'm at 553. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. That's a nice number. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, I have people say, "Well, you got three hundred time to pack it in as well." Not yet. Then you get the four, uh, you know, and then actually the five hundred was against Howard oh, in wow. that regional playoff game. It was, you know, there was a couple things to celebrate there. It was yeah. the regional championship and uh, and the five hundred. Then you know, well, you can hit six. You're not far away from six. That's, that's, it is. It's a long way to go. Um, you know, we, 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 again, we're not like the private schools. We can't play 35 and 40 games a year. Yeah, true. If you go all the way in the States, you can play 28, you know, 28, and that's okay. taking it all the way. Right. You know, right. If, if you, we get to 22, uh, and if you can be, play for a county championship game, then you can get to 23. Okay. Yeah, you know, but you know, and that's you know when when I don't want to go to practice, it'll be time to quit. There you go. Yeah, you know, that, you I, answer my I next question. Yeah, I keep threatening my uh, granddaughter who's uh, eleven at Bryn Mawr, and I said I coached your mom. I'm gonna come over and be the assistant middle school <laughs> coach, <clears throat> and. Uh, She's going, she's like, dad, dad. And I said, well, I coached your mother. She put up with me. You uh-huh. know, I said, I, I think you can handle it. So who knows? Yeah, that'd be great. All right, coach. Uh, last two questions. And then uh, we're going to get you out of here. I really appreciate the time today. Your three favorite coaching memories. Well, it has to be. Well, it's got to be one and one A. Okay. Uh, certainly one is the state champion. I mean, you know, how do you not do that? Uh, <clears throat> but 1A was coaching my daughter. Yeah. I had her for two years. And, you know, as I said on her senior night, not many people get a chance to do this, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to coach your daughter. Um, so I, I think those two. And then the other great memory and, and a great moment was, um, and it sticks in my brain, I can see it now. We had our Christmas tournament and Dunbar, who was ranked number five, came in and we were like 12 and uh, and we beat him. We upset him. And that year, Dunbar was the 27. They won the state championship and they were like 27 and one. Wow. And, and I always when I see Wardell, who's a great guy, 
You know, when I always look at them, I go, and one. You have that championship. I get you. You got the state. I'm not taking that away, but and one. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of our great victories of all time. That's that's a good one. Good that you all can still have that fun, too. Absolutely. You can't take away a state title, but he can't take away nope. that loss. So Not at all. All right, Coach, last question for you. Uh, five dinner guests. It's your dinner. You get five guests that are alive. Wow. Tiger Woods. Mm. A number one. Miraculous what he did last weekend, right? Oh, I my mean, God. My just wife, the... uh, and my children laugh at me all the time because I'm a Tiger Woods fanboy. Yeah. Uh, so Tiger Woods would definitely, <clears throat> definitely be on there. I got to go to five. Um, I probably love, I've been in his company. But I'd probably love to sit down with Shashevsky mm-hmm. and have him at dinner, uh, you know. And I've been actually I got to play golf with Gary Williams. Every time I would take another twenty minutes of your time to tell you that story. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I idolized um, Dean Smith, you know. So I like to have El Dino and Coach K and uh, Tiger Woods. Gosh, and the other two. Wow, that's who's on my Mount Rushmore there. Uh, favorite dinner guest, um, uh, uh, probably um, Steve Carell or John Krasinski because I'm an office geek. Okay, you know my wife said, "How many times are you going to watch that?" Uh, you know, and it's really, really sad that I do watch the same. No, thing not at all. Over and over again, and uh, fifth, and and, and and I'll say this because I loved him dearly. Uh, would be to bring back Ray Mullis from Cardinal Gibbons. Okay. And Ray was so super to me uh, as a young, aspiring coach. And he got to coach the McDonald's All-American game one year. And believe it or not, Michael Jordan was on that team. And he coached him. Wow. And he was so gracious to me and knew how fanatical I was. And he said, here, they gave me this pass. And he said, you're on the bench tonight. You're one of our managers or whatever. We're going to call you, you know, just sit down there. And I'm sitting on the bench and Michael Jordan is in the huddle, you know, and Ray was so gracious and such a great, great coach. Wow. You know, I'd love to bring him back and, and, and just talk hoops because he could talk it for hours. Yeah. Wow. That's a special one. All right, Coach, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Um, best of luck to you next season. And, uh, you know, hopefully the numbers get up there, uh, get some more JV teams. Because uh, obviously yeah. that's going to affect the, the varsity teams as well as they move forward. So, uh, but uh, as a Catonsville alum, thank you for everything you've done for the school and the community. Uh, you, you are on the Mount Rushmore of, of high school coaches. You're a Hall of Famer in my book. So, <laughs> Thank you so much. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, and and hopefully uh, we'll be seeing you getting to that. I, I guess there's a Maryland Sports Hall of Fame. Right? Uh, well, I don't thank know, you for that. but thank you belong you. there. So, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, you have a great one, and uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and uh, be back next week with another guest. Have a good week. <laughs>